Welcome back to another episode of the Gateway Leadership Podcast, where we exist to help you lead in every area of life. This is David Canis Tracy, privileged and honored to have a little bit of your time today. Thank you for including me. And I'm back in the studio with uh, two pastors that are strong leaders at Gateway on the younger side. Of course, as I t- as I tip the scales at 60, uh, coming up pretty Come soon, on. almost everybody is younger than me, <laughs> but they're young leaders. I call them young lions. And we're having a conversation I think you won't want to miss. Our topic sounds a little scary, and that's on purpose. It's called Lead Like a Lion. And this is the second podcast where we're kind of unpacking this idea. We're going to explain more to you in just a moment. Uh, but first, I'd like to say hi to these guys. And in particular, I, I want our audience guys to know a little bit more about you. Pastor Jordan, you're a young adults pastor. You lead in uh, REACH and other areas. You, you, you preach on the Sunday team. Uh, tell us about a little bit about your family and what, what do you do when you're not doing all of that? Yeah. Hey, guys. Happy to be here with you. Uh, I love you guys. I love both of you guys. I really do. I love you too, really man. <laughs> you know what? For real, like I, in, I, really enjoy, I really enjoy the team that I'm on, and it, and it feels really good to, to get to come into work and work with people that I enjoy, you know, being with. Um, but, uh, yeah, what do I do? When I'm not working at the church, I hang out with my amazing wife, April, who I've been with for 11 years now. Wow. Wow. We've been married for seven. We've been together for 11 years. We started dating like the moment that we met. (laughs) So uh, I love hanging out with her. And um, we also hang out with my six-year-old daughter chloe and uh and our dog kiwi our quarantine puppy (laughs) so i'm learning how to i'm learning how to train train our dog um but yeah we love to i mean you know everyone's stuck at home right now right but but i'm talking you know i'm trying to answer the question as if we weren't all in quarantine Uh, we love going out to eat. We love long walks on the beach. Yeah. We love hanging out with family. Um, I personally love, uh, like, uh, we'll we'll hang out with with DeAndre and his family, and uh, you know we'll we'll get together with the guy sometime and and play some cards and you know ah. yeah uh, I really enjoy doing that. Mostly, I just love being with my friends and just talking. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Pastor DeAndre, you were telling us in our last podcast that uh, you're over our content creation and worship and uh, technical and kind of putting together a really first class Sunday experience online and a lot of stuff that we do and you lead worship as well. But when you're not doing all of that, what are you guys up to? I love your family, by the way. They're, of course, I love Jordan's family as well. They're, that's my daughter-in-law. <laughs> that's my daughter-in-law, my granddaughter, Chloe. Uh she, they both bring a smile, but your family, boy Jen and your two kids, are amazing. Tell yeah. us a little bit about what life is after hours. Yeah, absolutely. Um, after hours, it's it's just loud laughter. <laughs> um, my kids, they're they're pretty different. Ruby is my six year old daughter, who's become this year in quarantine become fast friends, besties with uh, with Chloe, yeah, with right. Jordan's daughter. That's so cool. they spend a lot of time together, and. Uh, and they met in kids' church, obviously. 
Uh, and then Miles, it is spring season, so it is baseball. Now, so Miles right now, is a stud. You got to know, he Miles, he's a lion. Yeah. He's a, he's a lion. <laughs> he's all lion, man. Yeah, there's, there's no lamb in him. <laughs> and uh, we'll try to work that in. But uh, it is full-fledged baseball season, so our family goes like, we go to church and we go to the diamond. That's cool. You know, so that's all. And we try to fit food in between. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna coach again? I am coaching right now. That's awesome. Yep, yep. Are you head coach, assistant coach? I'm assistant coach. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, so uh, is that defense, offense, what, batting, or just all things? Defensive mainly. I'm handling the outfielders in my uh, shortstops and second basemen. So that's cool because um, they all work together. But we have a really good squad. The kids, actually, the the team that Miles is on, he's basically played with those kids for the last three years. They were on an all star team together. And uh, they're really gelled. So well, um, I've actually I've actually had a chance to see you coach, and it's impressive because my my seven year old grandson Liam was on your team mm-hmm. last year. I mm-hmm. don't know is he playing this year or he's not. He's okay, not. well they just moved to Gilroy and yep. it's probably a little far away. But uh, I watch how you ha- if you could see a guy handling fifth, I mean five year olds, six year olds, and handle them with grace and honor and and uh, get them to perform. That's a. I said this guy's a leader. He's a. He, he's a. He's a leader. Yeah. And uh, and I love that you don't go lying all the time. You you know how to be. <laughs> yeah. You know how to be a lamb. Well, that's code language. If you didn't catch our last podcast, we're having this conversation. It's a leadership podcast, and we're talking about the lion-like qualities of a leader, and how maybe in this hour there might be some pressure because of the pandemic and staying at home and all that for us as leaders just to maybe lose vision lower expectations um lower the bar on ourselves but i felt like i heard the lord saying i need a little more lion in my leaders Mm, in this hour i need i need a little more ferocity in love and ferocity in prayer ferocity in worship ferocity yeah. in the great commission you know being being fierce about our objectives because one thing about pandemics and lockdown orders and all of this it can kind of mute you it can it right. can tame you and i'm all for good manners and mm-hmm. i'm all for treating people well and you know one thing we say around here i i i have i think i have to it wasn't original with me but i heard somebody say somewhere a leader's words weigh a thousand pounds. Yeah. So of course we're always careful with how we talk to people and all that. But maybe I'm talking more about a lion heart, of courage and boldness. You know, right. um, yeah. um, a willingness to maybe push ourselves beyond our comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, a willingness to protect when there's a danger. That's one thing about a lion. What? Well, let's let's get into that conversation. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of verses that we went over last time, and uh, Jordan, why don't you hit that Proverbs 30, uh, Proverbs 30 verses 29 and 30. Yeah. Okay. Proverbs 30, 29 through 30 says, there are three things that walk with stately stride. No, four that strut about the lion, king of animals who won't turn aside for anything. What does that mean to you guys? A lion won't turn aside for anything. Well, I I really like uh, what you just mentioned about how how it's more of a heart thing, and maybe less of a demeanor thing. Mm. You know, to be mm-hmm. to be a lion that right. that heart of a lion. Right. And when when I read 
won't turn aside for anything. Um, I think about, I think about focus mm. yeah. and mm-hmm. determination mm-hmm. to do uh, what God has called you to do. And, uh, you know, there are distractions. We all get distracted. We all have a hundred things going on in life, right? But I think, um, I think as long as we don't let ourselves get too distracted by things that maybe the enemy would try to throw at us right. or our insecurities, you know, we could focus so much on our insecurities like lions, uh, they're not super insecure. They're not. They? They're not worried. <laughs> no, they right. aren't. They're yeah. not worried about. Right. They're they're alert. Yeah. They, right. you know, they know what's going on, but there's a reason they're the king of the jungle, right? Because right. they're not worried. Yeah. That's leadership. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, I think about that. Uh, one thing I heard somebody say years ago, and I just quoted it just the other day. I don't need to be in control to be in charge. So lions, to me, are in charge, but they're not trying to control everything around them. And I think a lot of the, I think, I think we're a little too controlling in leadership, and we're not in charge enough. You lions yeah. know, like if there's a problem, they're going to take care of it. You don't. Lions are not insecure or fearful right. or anxious <clears throat> right. about getting everything their way all the time, because they're in charge, right? Right. Uh, what are you thinking about that? Yeah confidence uh when i look at the picture of a lion i think confidence right right it's right. like those uh <clears throat> encouraging posters at like a you know uh, a sales uh company or whatever all those posters of yeah, you know, yeah. achieve <laughs> altitude all that stuff i think about a lion <laughs> and i think about those ones always say confidence under it mm-hmm. and i think confidence comes from experience and experiencing uh, the development of your of your skill so lines are skilled Therefore, they can have confidence. It's when we don't have a set or we don't have confidence in our skill, we try to control. Right. Hmm. And so. Which uh, is really weakness instead of strength. It's It's, weakness instead of strength. So to be like a lion, I strive to be confident, which means I strive to gain experiences that will build my skill set. Right. So that I don't have to uh, resort to trying to control the situation but I can lead with confidence and I can just rely on what I know, what God has given me, how God has developed me, and then keep going forward. And people love to follow that. That's super important because I was just thinking like, do you want to go to your doctor? Let's say you're sick. You've got a real problem, you know, or your kid is sick. Let's put mm-hmm. it in those terms, right? And you go to a doctor and they're nervous and anxious and uncertain and they have no confidence. Do you really want that no. out of a leader? Do you want uncertain leadership in right. your life? No. When you go to a judge or you go to uh, a loan officer, do you want somebody that's exuding Man, I hope this works. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'm quite up to this t- right. <laughs> this right. task or, or whatever. Man, I hope I something. get this. I'm going to rule here in just yeah. a moment. I'm a judge, but man, I'm just nervous that this isn't going to be right. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Is like people want and need, I believe, more than ever, calm, consistent, confident leaders around them. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about in lion-like leadership. Yeah, and I mean, you know, feeling. The feeling of security that you get when when you're when you're being led by someone who who isn't fearful, right? 
who isn't who isn't anxious, who isn't nervous, and uh, and it's insecure leaders, like you said, D, who try to control everything. You know, if if you're a leader, and uh, and you're insecure, right. you'll try to be controlling. Yeah, you'll try to control what everyone around you is doing, how everyone around you is talking, how they think. You know, um, I know that I know that I've. I've seen insecure leaders and that is a trademark of an insecure leader control. Yeah. Right. They won't, their grip is so tight. Or you got to run down every comment that every person said, or you got to make sure you nip everything in the bud. You don't have to nip everything in the bud because eventually if you're in charge, it's, it's going to be fine. You just, it's that inexperience that says, I've just got to nip everything in the bud. It can't, it's a fearful, anxious, uh, mode right yeah. and it's an uh, it's like an illogical pursuit of perfection mm, well said mm. it's like yeah it's like yeah secure leaders know that hey man things are gonna happen yeah, <laughs> we're gonna, gonna make it we're right. gonna make it second lion verse deandre share that one yeah proverbs 28 and 1 says the wicked run away when no one is chasing them but the godly are as bold as lions mm. righteous people are courageous. Uh, when you know the causes on your side, when you know that you're right, uh, and I don't mean right in your opinion, but you've got the authority, the right to lead. The you're on the right task. You're on the right cause. Right. There's a there's a there's an empowering to to that. And uh, bold. What it, so when bold? I wonder what bold. I should have looked that word up. But what does it mean to be bold, you guys? I Too think, strong? I, no, I think bold. The the confidence that comes from um, that experience that from being courageous from having a better way to say it is having a grasp on the task sometimes mm-hmm. you know when the team gets together and we say okay we're going to do this at the first go around the first hearing of that you're like okay how are we going to do this uh, but then you you do your due diligence. You talk to people. You ask somebody who's done it before. Right. And then you get it. It's it's when it drops. Yeah. And then you know, like for my tasks, you know, like I don't always feel super confident every Saturday coming in and trying to lead a team. I'm always like, okay, something gonna break. Is this you know this and that? But we're past those things. Those things are trusted now, and I have a grasp on it. I've put just about six months into it. And now I feel more confident, Mm -hmm. which means I can be bolder. So when pastor, you say, Hey, let's try to do this. Or we change something on the fly. I I feel bold enough that we, and confident enough that the team around me uh, with that leadership from pastor, we can, we can accomplish it. Eh, Maybe nine months ago, I didn't feel that confident. I'm like, (laughs) eh, pastor, let's sit on that for for a week. I'll I'll get back to you. But boldness comes with trial and error yeah and you know trusting your team built trust and perform reps right yeah. baseball reps yeah right kids get bolder on charging the ball yes and doing stuff that like whoa i didn't even expect that out of done you done this before you swooped that up like like you were like Derek jeter you know and then because they got bold after the reps so yeah. the more time in you have it boldness comes that's how i so i want to talk about something that i think every leader deals with just to one degree or another or every aspiring leader which is the fear of public speaking Hmm. which they say is like the number one you know fear now we're preachers all three of us preach right so but if we're honest i've been doing this for over 40 years 
and I've ministered to people in every audience all across the United States and around the world in high pressure situations like people fly you somewhere <laughs> right they don't want a base hit like it's it's like <laughs> yeah, you, know, right? you know what i mean it's like it's a big deal this is you know they give you a great introduction and we put this guy in a hotel and he's going to you know right. all of that it, like you don't want to just there's some pressure in yeah. that moment yeah. and i think high stakes. you know i feel it less now after 40 years of doing it than i used to feel it but but what you were talking about about baseball just kind of triggered this whole avalanche of thought here is that if we're honest as speakers and communicators whether it's just to lead a prayer meeting or to give our masterpiece easter message or 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 <laughs> you know whatever it is you've yeah. got to that's a time where you need confidence yeah. you know when you're standing in front of an audience you certainly don't want to be arrogant right, right. but you kind of want to own the room in a way you want it. I mean, not in a forceful way, but you want to connect with that audience. You want it to go well. You don't want just a base hit. Yeah. And there's a moment where in some ways the experience and the boldness, that's going to be the X factor that sets apart a mediocre speaker. One who says, man, I, I hope I've got the right message. You never want to start <laughs> off, you know, talking to an audience by, right. man, I'm not, I wasn't exactly sure what to say right now. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, this lion's edge where you have to own that moment and be bold. That's yeah. the verse. You know, the Absolutely. righteous are as bold as a as a lion, even when it comes to speaking or leading or yeah. launching in a new direction or taking a new initiative. We have to be bold in this time because times are changing as well. You know, it's not just audiences. Audiences are changing, but the moment is changing. We need to be bold. Yeah. 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 For me, like, you know, especially especially when you're when you're speaking to other leaders we do this weekly staff devotional right right and uh when it's when it's you're up to bat to speak even it's just like a 5 minute thing but 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 your audience is other speakers right and they're all <laughs> they're all in in my case you know i'm one of the least experienced pastors talking to a to a group of people, what what am I supposed to say to them? Hmm. You know, what am I supposed to say to them? But hmm. you're totally right. When you get up uh, in front of a in front of a crowd, and you have been given the honor of an opportunity to let God speak through you, and mm-hmm. that's that is such an honor. Um, insecurity can be a real distraction for people. Yeah. You know, for sure. If you get up there and you're fumbling, you with... don't want your audience feeling sorry for you. Yeah, Oof. yeah. that's that's the toughest. <laughs> that's one the of, toughest thing. One of the things that helps me be bolder is this: the content is not mine. Yeah, I'm a messenger, mm-hmm. and so I don't feel like I had to come up with anything. I had to package it in a way that I know my team mm-hmm. or my audience mm-hmm. right. so that I can deliver it right so right. it hits their ears right, so right. it's actual communication. Yeah. Uh, but the content is not mine, you know, from every different level. Like, right. you know, the content for production is is produced by the team from the top down, produced by the team. It's passed through hands, mouths, and ears, and it's been developed. Pastors preaching from the Bible. Right. <laughs> so his boldness turns to... God, make me bold to say your word. Right. But it's his word. 
And so I think about that. That helps me be a little bit more. It gives me an edge. Yeah. That I didn't have to. Cre- I didn't create this content. And God is God. And that is it. And <laughs> it's know? not only it's not only not your your content, but it's not about you. So it's you're not about you're me. you know you're speaking about God. If you had to get up there and you had to sell. I mean, I really admire people that get up there and they sell things that they've made or they, you know, talk about their book that they've written or whatever. And it's like, man, good for you, man, because they had to get over their shyness. Right. But also they're talking about themselves. Yeah. They're talking about themselves. One of the reasons I love preaching is because I get to get up there and I just get to talk about Jesus. Right. I get to talk about how great Jesus is. Uh, I I remember this uh, this Q&A that I was at at a conference with, with, uh, Brian Houston. And, uh, he was taking questions from, from the participants. One of the questions that he was asked was, um, you know, who is a mentor of yours and what is something that they've like kind of deposited in you? And he Mm -hmm. talked about Joyce Myers. He said, Mm. he said, Joyce Myers is one of his, one of his mentors. And he remembers early on, he asked her, uh, hey, do you ever get nervous before you before you speak? And and he said, I was really surprised (laughs) by her answer. And Joyce Myers has that kind of personality, right, where she he said she looked at me like it was the dumbest question (laughs) that that she's ever heard. And she said, "Uh, no. I don't think about myself <laughs> before oh, I get up to speak. Wow. And and his point was she's focused on the Lord. And know? her audience too. I think that right. that's the key to being a messenger is you got to love the people that you're communicating with. Mm-hmm. It, and that'll yeah. come through. And it makes me think that love is one of the things that makes us bold. Yeah. You know, like uh, if you touch yes. somebody's child, there's a fierceness, right? If you love a child, yeah. And somebody threatens or endangers your child. There's, you know, you're going to mind your manners, but you're going to you're going to protect your child and you're going to take action. That to me the heart of Jesus as the lion of the tribe of Judah doesn't mean he's a predator, doesn't mean he's dangerous. It means that he is fierce in his love for what belongs to him. Right. And and I think it is love that of course as scripture says it's love that helps us overcome our fear. So when we talk about lead like a lion, maybe we're saying be bold, be confident, because there's so much love and so much righteousness to the message and to the to the uh, to the process that it 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 helps us get out of ourselves. So good. And meet yeah. the moment. Yeah, I think yeah. about I think about um like the I think as men probably we've all run through this scenario of like being in bed like you know, late at night and someone breaks into the house and or it's you like, hear a noise. Yeah. You hear a noise <laughs> and it's like, you know, I love my wife and I love my daughter and because of my love for them, you know, it's not like I want to like <laughs> right. you know, run at, you know, potential you danger. Pull the sheets over your <laughs> right. Head, exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. When it's just you, exactly. When it's just you and you're, 
and you're like, you know, living by yourself you and you're afraid. To <laughs> we all do. We, we've all done that thing when we were younger and it was like late at night and we live by ourselves and the lights are off. And for some reason, we like run upstairs and yeah. run under the covers, you know. Yeah, yeah. But when you have people that are counting on you. That's right. And you hear a noise. There's the lion. You yeah. have to spring right up. That's you have right. to spring up. Yeah. You have to be faster than whatever that danger is, and you got to be ready to to grab that bat or whatever. Um, you know, being being like a lion is like I think about being a warrior. Yes. You know, God has called us to be warriors for Him, and we're not just we're not just out of control and like destroying everything in our path, right? We're warriors, and we have a general. We have we have a king. We have Jesus that we get our our marching orders from. But but God has so many uses for warriors in the Bible, right? He 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 sometimes does call us to fight. And man, you can't be if you're not used to being bold, or you haven't practiced uh, or exercised that bold muscle. When the time comes that you need to fight, you won't know what to do. And I think I think that's something that in all of our different uh, experiences. We've seen that in the people that have come before us, the people that have mentored us. I think if you take out of the equation leaders before us who have impacted us, and that's yeah. impact, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how bold that would be. But when I see other leaders around me now stepping out and being bold, like, for instance, let's go like to worship. I think the area where I exercise the most boldness and that I'm still a little bit nervous is worship. And then getting into that prophetic flow when you feel it. Yeah. You know, and then having leaders that say, hey, green light, man. Hmm. Because if a leader was like, I don't trust you with that. I, I get nervous because I don't know what you're going to say. Shut up and sing. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when you have leaders that say, hey, if you feel some, right. I feel it when I right. come up there and yeah. he'll come up and preach and he'll say, tell us to launch back into the song. I'm like, oh, that all those moments is just building trust. And then when there's moments of prophetic you have to be bold. It's almost like speaking in tongues. You don't even know what it's going to sound like or what it's going to say when you when you did it for the first time. Right. But you all of a sudden you you speak out and it just hits and then you you wait for the preacher to come up and all of a sudden it just matched with their message. You're like, "Whew. Right. <laughs> that could have been bad, you know." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Cur- courage. Yeah. Courage and I think I think um courage uh and boldness it, it, courage makes you bold but having the courage courage comes from confidence instilled from a leader right i wouldn't be so bold unless pastor david pastor chris you when you're preaching gave me that courage like you vibe off each other yeah go for it because when i come up for my prophetic moment i may have you go back into that song it's right you know so i think there's a this is a this is such an important topic for now this is not a time for fearful leadership. Absolutely. This is not a time for anxious leadership. Hmm. People need to look and see that w- there is strength and skill under the control of the Holy Spirit yeah. that that just calms everybody around them to like, hey, we're not going to get ripped off here. We're not going to be uh, victimized here. Uh, with whatever is going to the storm that's outside, our roof is going to hold. Our anchor yeah. is going to hold, and and because we vibe off each other, and because we, fear does try to enter in, and we've got to we've got to arrest fear. 
yeah. in our lives. And I love what you said, DeAndre, about confidence and skill and strength. All right. You mentioned last month on the last month's podcast, uh, D, you said that you actually went on a on a on a true safari. Now, did you see you saw an actual living, breathing yes. lion? Like yes. what did you feel in that moment? Yeah, well, we were in the car, <laughs> fully, fully uh barricaded in. Okay, so you I were behind glass. Yeah, yeah okay. I was behind glass. I, <laughs> I mean, even if let's out. get real, even if you're in a car, <laughs> yeah. And you see a lion. You know what I mean? If you're, that lion wants you. <laughs> you know, here's the here's the here's the message right here. Here's the sermon. That when the guide is with you, yeah, come yeah. on somebody. Oh, I like that. If they're not nervous, you won't be nervous. So that's good. That's know, true. I love it. Com- I love confidence it. gets yeah. bestowed on you, you know. So I that's know good. you learned a lot of things about lions. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I found some stuff and I let's just, you know, let's have a little fun with the topic of lead like a lion because I found some Pretty cool facts and interesting details about lions. Like, for example, lions uh, lions are fierce in their love, and they're very family-oriented. Like, they, yeah. you would think, you know, these, these amazing animals, but they call it a pride of lions. Mm-hmm. It's a family structure. Hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's relationship. Sometimes it could be four females or it could be as many as 20 females with their cubs. And then in that family or clan or pride would be two or three um, males. Lions are social. They're not loners. They, uh, They live a shared life. I like that about leadership. Leadership should never be a solo. Yeah. Uh, Leadership should be about family. Don't you guys think? Absolutely. I don't think I would. Um, I don't think I'd make it as a leader very long if I didn't have uh, strong people around me. And I think I would get probably a little weird if I <laughs> if I did it by myself. Oh, one of the things I, I learned about uh, the lions uh, family, right? They they need uh, relationships. So uh, there will be a limit, like Pastor said. There'll be a limit to the males, but there's always. Uh, like a hot-headed one that wants to be the leader of the pride. They'll squabble, one will lose, that one gets kicked out. But where does he go? He immediately goes searching for another pride. Mm. Immediately. Interesting. It may be a long journey, but he yeah. goes and he goes to another uh, miles, miles off, and he goes to another pride, and then he kind of like, you know, limps around a little bit, and then is this, can <laughs> I just work be his cool? Way yeah, yeah, he has yeah. to work his way, work his way in. And the, but the bottom line is they go searching for another family. Wow. So families, no matter what, a lion will always be in a family. I talked to a kid yesterday at the barber shop. He's about, uh, I think, 14 years old, he told me. And he, and he was talking about his faith. And and he asked a question. And he's the barber said, well, you should ask this guy over here. It was a Bible question. And he pointed to me. And the kid looked at me and said, well, are you a, are you a, a, a pastor or something? And And... I could see that this kid's faith. He said, "I just received Christ on TikTok." <laughs> All right, <laughs> which is which is you know, uh, which is pretty cool. There you, you know, go. Somebody somebody got to him, you know, Come through on. TikTok, and it, but he was completely undiscipled. And yeah. I started to talk to him. I said, "You know, one of the most important things that that you can do right now to stay strong is to find your family. Mm-hmm. You know, find your find your pack because." Everybody needs that. I said, you're going to be 
a reflection of the people that are around you. So stay away from the losers and the people that are dragging you in the wrong direction and mm. get around some champions, you know, get around some right. people that understand faith and they understand how to fight the devil and all of that. And I think, you know, the Bible says God sets the solitary into families. Yeah. yeah. And that is a piece of leading uh, and loving like a lion. But here's another thing I found about lions. Um, they have unbelievable night vision. They have very large eyes for the yeah. size of their uh, for the size of their skull. They're disproportionately larger than other uh, comparable sized animals. So like cats, they can really see in the dark. And I thought, hmm, there's something about mm. lead like a lion that that you've got to be able to see what other people can't see. That's yeah. Right. It's the dark times when people lose hope, people lose faith, or people say, I don't know where this, where I'm leading this team. I don't know where I'm leading my family. I don't right. know what's next. And the life of faith is simply that. Like, mm -hmm. we don't know. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And so I think God gives us and builds into us that night vision, being able to see uh, the path that God has laid out in the night season. Yeah. Uh, when, when we don't have budget for things, but we still got to fix things. Yeah. That's the night season. Right. We got to be able to see and get creative, uh, with that and and learn how to to fix things. Well, you know the um, one of the interesting things about lions' eyes, is, is they let more light in, mm. than than any other any other animal around them. So when it's dark, the reason they their eyesight is so good at night is because their eyes have the ability to let more light oh, in. That's good. Mm. That's good. So they can see. Wow. So so when it's when it's dark, you know, it's not like it's less dark for them than than anybody around them. And I think as leaders, like like I'm thinking about leading like in your family. And, uh, you know, you just go through hard things. You go through financially hard things. Yep. Yeah. Right. You go through relationally hard things. Yep. Um, sometimes you go through health stuff, whatever it is that, that you go through, and it gets dark. A lot of people will react to the dark, and they'll get freaked out. Right. And suddenly they'll act way differently than they would mm -hmm. when, it's, when it's light out. When things are not going right, they'll relate to God differently when it's dark. Right. They'll relate to their spouse differently. Mm -hmm. They'll, it's like the dark controls them or influences people to act in a way that they, that they shouldn't be acting. No, our, our relationship with God has to be such that even when things are, are looking crazy, even when things are looking hopeless, that we can let enough light in that mm -hmm. we can actually see, no, it's going to mm -hmm. be okay. Mm -hmm. We can't start treating our wives differently when things Based are... Based on the season That's or right. the moment. Right. That's right. right. We can't, you know, we can't start start treating our kids differently or acting or acting scared or running around like we, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, our kids need us. Our kids need right. us to be secure, to That's have right. faith. To have hope to show them that that hey like like for me in April and this is just like a decision that we made and we've seen like financially 
you know, hard times, just like, just like anybody else. But we made a decision that, that Chloe's not going to know about any of that stuff. Right. Right. We're not going to run around acting all scared and different and, you know, because that doesn't make Chloe feel secure. When, when April and I are going through a time where we're arguing or fighting or having a hard time getting along or whatever, um, you know, we can't, we can't let our, our footing get so loose just because it seems rough right now. Like a or, night season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If we're going through a hard time in our faith, it's our ability to really like, okay, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of light right now. I have to really let it in. I have to like, I have to lean more into the word because mm-hmm. it's dark. I have to, I have to worship and praise God more. I have to pray more. And sometimes the question is wrong. Like, right. like sometimes our question is, how do I find what I don't know? We're trying to, we're trying to figure out what we don't know when really the right question is, what do I know? Right. Right. We're too focused on what we, the dark, what the darkness is concealing when in reality, we do know some things. We know there's a dresser in the bedroom, you know, when you walk in and the right. light is not. You right. know it's there. So don't be so alarmed about the things that you don't know. That's so good. Uh, focus on what you do. And instead of focusing, and I've learned this, I think, in this pandemic, better than I've ever known it in my life. I'm not saying I've mastered it, but stop asking what I, uh, 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 questions about what I don't know. Because what you don't know is not the key to anything. Hmm. The key is what you do know. Wow. What did God say? Yeah. And don't doubt in the dark what God spoke to you in the light. And just just keep wow, walking. Don't go anywhere. The Gateway Leadership Podcast is coming right back. Okay. It is that time again for Instagram questions for Pastor David from our audience some of these questions are from people in our church some of them are for people that don't come to our church yet there's a couple of good questions i got two for you one uh oh this is a good one what's the best way to break up with someone when it's just not working out <laughs> Now it's interesting you would ask me this question because because you've walked through that you yeah were, you know before you met April you had to break up with someone that's and right you were you were really upset by the whole uh, the whole process so this is a question about relationships and dating <laughs> yeah for me yeah wow I take that as a <laughs> I take that as a as a as a great compliment well the old saying is it's not you it's me uh, no I think. I think honesty is the best. <laughs> I think honesty is the best policy. You know, uh, I think you say to somebody, you know, it feels like some of them click and some of them don't, and I'm just not feeling the click. I'm not feeling that there's a future for us in this, and I don't want to lead you on. It would be wrong for me to lead you on. I think we're better as friends than we are as serious partners. Something like that. I don't think you want to focus on a person's, you know, your, yeah. your breath is bad or anything like that. But I do think you should tell the truth. You always want to be honest because people know instinctively when they're being lied to. And there's nothing more degrading than being rejected and deceived in the same moment. Yeah. So keep it real, you know, yeah. keep it honest. And, you know, in relationships, there's either the click 
or there's not the click. If you listen for the click, it's it's there. If if it isn't there, you need to you need to to make a change. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. Straightforward. <laughs> rip too, the rip the band-aid off. Too lion like? No, no, no. <laughs> I think I think that's good. I think that there's not like an amazing way to break up with somebody, you know. Well, give give the people around you the credit for being able to handle the truth. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You know, believe that they can handle the truth because if you think they're so fragile that they can't, they can't, you can't tell them the truth. That's not only insulting. Then you add insult on top of the injury. That's really good. Okay, question two. Uh, this person wants to know: How do you find what you're passionate about? How are you supposed to find your passion? Well, I think you have to be in touch with your uh, desires. Um, I think you have to be on. You got to know yourself. Uh, you've got to be honest with yourself. Again, it, a lot of life comes down to honesty. Um, you might be passionate about something that you're really not very good at, but you'd like to get better at it. But you've just got to. You've got a passion for it. Don't be afraid to love something. Don't be afraid to desire. You know, desire is a major engine in life. It's it's like before you do anything, you're going to have to want it. So pay attention to your passions. But when what would you do here? I would I would say this. Ask yourself this question. What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? Hmm. What would I love to do if I knew that it would truly happen? Now, you might not know yourself well enough to answer that question, but it would be good for you to pay attention to that question because when you take the fear of failure out of it, it's like an unfiltered desire. What would I really love to be doing? I think that's one question you could ask yourself that will help you clarify what you're passionate about. Man, that's that's a really cool question to ask. It is a great question. I love yeah. that question. Yeah. Hey, really quickly, just in case we might use this, bonus question to the first question on the second one, the dating sure, one, sure. the breakup one. If if you hear, where does hearing from the Lord come in? And if you do hear from the Lord, do you use that? Like, I didn't get a check in my spirit. or Playing the, the God card. Yeah, play the God card. <laughs> How do you finagle that one? You mean when you're the breaker or when the breaker? When you're the breaker. When you're the breaker. When you want to break up with someone, I say, I don't feel like the Holy Ghost you know, is in this. The whole thing, the whole idea of using the Lord said, you know, I think we do that a little too much uh, yeah. for uh, to do the heavy lifting. You know, it's like the yeah. trump card that you can play. You mm -hmm. can always play that card. And once once you play that card, what can anybody else ever really say? So mm -hmm. I think it's I, I wouldn't blame God for a lot of personal uh, decisions, but I think you just are honest about yourself. Don't yeah. speak for God all the time. Just be honest with what you're feeling. That's good because in our community, that's a factor. Yeah, it's, it's in the it's in the yeah, realm of it is. what does God want for your life. So I think that's really important. Not that we've used. Yeah, it, that's but. good. Stop putting God on blast for maybe <laughs> you, maybe you weren't supposed to be with that Cause, person. Cause God I never you, to, God never told you to get in that relationship. Yeah, because I want you to break up with me, not God. <laughs> I want you to stay on with God. You know, He's the best. That's really good. Now the other thing about lions is they're famous for their roar. <clears throat> I like to say it this way: Lions have found their voice. Hmm. Um, boy, we need as leaders to, of course, the Bible says to be very cautious about what you speak, and uh, I think 
leaders and preachers in particular, we love the sound of our own. <laughs> we love the sound of our own voice. We're happy right. when we're talking, right? We think we can fix everything by talking, but really, sometimes listening is super important. But there is that moment where every lion has to find his voice and roar. And there's a time for us, and maybe this goes back to the public speaking or public ministry piece that we were talking about before. You've got to find your voice. When when the God has given you a word, let the word of the Lord come out of you. Yeah. You know, find yeah. find a way to speak, to pray, to prophesy, to declare what God is actually saying. Yeah. Mm. There's a boldness in that moment, right? Yeah. I think um when it when it comes to the roar and the voice, I always go back to that that scripture where we kind of get and make up the sinner's prayer. But it says if you when you confess with your mouth. Right. And then believe in your heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to think when I read the Bible, I like to think that the author is so brilliant that he puts things in the right order. Right. That's just me. <laughs> but he says, so so when I read the Bible, I say, Okay, it's my voice first. It's me being audible first. Right. And then belief happens. Right. And so I think too, like when one thing about lions is they're not the pride, right? They are not always successful at a at a capture. Mm-hmm. Like I watch Nat Geo all the time. Sometimes they'll go for weeks. They'll be they'll be trying to take down this elephant for weeks. Wow. And the elephant's just fighting while wow. the pride is starving. But what happens is the resilience of the lion. Mm. They will still keep finding a way and he will still use his mouth. And he keeps using his mouth and somehow the belief that they're going to get that that lunch is mm-hmm. still with them. Mm-hmm. It's still with them, but there's 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 a there's a there's a match there. There's the voice, the roar, and then their belief stays strong. They never give up. When the pride hears the lion roar, they know, okay, it's go time. We scared the prey. They're in the trap. Let's go get them. And there's that setup, and then the mama lions are always setting up that. And so I, I don't know. I just think that there's something with that, and the devil will always try to silence our voice. Hundred percent. Hey, hey, D production teams, you know, falling apart. Hey, D, worship's not so good this week. You know, November for us, for some reason, was a tough, was a <laughs> tough one for the worship team. We yeah. were all tired. Yeah. Our voices are cracking. I'm yeah. feeling 40 up there. <laughs> I'm feeling like I got a shelf life with worship. And my <laughs> wife's like, no, you don't. No. I was like, yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> and uh, she's so encouraging. You're supposed to be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. I'm like, really coming from you? You have to say that. But, Come on, bro. You but got a then good in six, d- seven months left in you. <laughs> Thanks, Pastor Jordan. <laughs> and, and and the devil will say, "Hey, quit. Maybe it's time for you to, you know, just really step off the stage yeah. and stop singing. You should just quit because you're you're getting old. Your voice is cracking. No, I had to dig deep, right? Because I already spoke it before. I already heard my voice before. I already right. heard the voice of the Lord before. Right. And so my belief is still strong. But he'll try to attack your belief by silencing your voice." So get your voice loud. Yep. Your belief will. It shows up man. first in your voice. Yeah. It shows up first in what you're saying. I think maybe what yeah. you know, Jesus said, "Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks." Wow. So our biggest report card, I think, on how we're doing is what's coming out of our mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I'm when I'm fearful, I I want to say it. It it's like in my mouth. Yeah. It tries to come out. You know, are we going to make it? And then, it, you know, we hold ourselves back sometimes from saying foolish things because we don't want it to to become real 
But at the same time, when we're when we're coming close to Jesus and feeling his righteousness and his skill and his strength, it doesn't come from us. Right. We get bold because we know whose company we're in. Yeah. And we can therefore believe and therefore speak and therefore find our voice. If it's me speaking, that's something nobody wants to hear. But if it's the Lord speaking through me, that's where we need to absolutely uh, find our voice. There's one last piece of this, um, which Pastor DeAndre, you were just talking about teamwork with with lions. They do work together. Mm-hmm. They yeah. like they. I don't know <laughs> who trains a pride of lions to work together, but they just innately know. First of all, they belong together. They're family. Yeah. But it's not just family; it's team. They get stuff mm-hmm. done together, and I think that's such a great key for leading like a lion. Because lions lead; it's not just one leader. Right. In fact, you would think maybe if you were, if you were gender biased, you might think the men do the leading in a tribe of lions. You know who it is? It's it's, it's actually the females it's the that females. do the yeah. they do the hunting. They're so the it, that this that lead like a lion means there's plenty of room for women at the top, which I think is awesome, right? Very right. Yeah. Supernaturally important. When when you think about teamwork, what do you guys think about? And how important is it in this moment that we lead in teams? Yeah, I mean, teamwork is always so so important for me. I think I mentioned uh, that I, I think I would I would get weird if I if I did it on my own for too long. I need other people around me. Mm-hmm. I need accountability around me, um, and and I need to like. I think I have an accurate uh, feel of myself enough to know my strengths, but also my weaknesses. Like I need to know, I can't do everything by myself. Right. Right. You know, there are some gifts that I have, and then there are some things that I, that I need other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I need I need someone who's like, who's like a great detail person. And you know, I one of the things that I love about about God putting me and April together is we are so different. But one of the ways that that's true is we're so different in our strengths. She is such a detail person. And she's so administrative and organized. She just sees things in a detailed way. I'm a big picture type of person. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that I can excuse myself from, you know, ever, ever dealing with details. I can't, I can't excuse myself from that. But she sharpens me. Mm-hmm. She strengthens yeah. me. And actually, if you let her, she'll make you look, she'll make you look better than you are. That's yeah. right. Because you'll come, you'll, those that details right. won't be missed. That's because right. you've worked together as a team, she's covered the detail, or yeah. or maybe there'll be times when when you might remind her of something that she needs to remember. Right. We all look better as a team. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a there's a reason that God gave certain people some strengths and other people other strengths. It's because He wanted us to rely on each other. He wanted us to rely on each other. Yeah. He wanted us to find like a like a wholeness and a completeness working together. Hmm. You posted something the other day and I wondered if it was related to this topic. Uh, but you were, you were talking about people who online or on social media are always cutting down other, other people always Hmm. fault finding. Didn't you post something about that? Yeah. And that's an interesting intersection with the whole idea of teamwork. Cause if your if your whole thing is to fault find, 
and cut other people down all the yeah. time, you're probably not playing on a team. Yeah, it's such a weird it's such a weird pattern among Christians because it's so against the heart of God for us to spend our time trying to find fault with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, man, like it's a ministry or a calling, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, like calling other people out. I just can't think of of how that's and I and I know that that people point to scripture and and uh they talk, you know, Paul talks a lot about beware of false teachers and beware of false prophets. But you know, when he's talking about that, he's really talking about personal responsibility to guard your personal heart. You know, if you hear if someone's saying something it's good to guard your heart and go, ah, that person doesn't know what they're talking about if they don't. But then to go on your YouTube channel and put that person on blast for the world to see, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about someone. I was talking specifically about these these YouTube channels that like their whole their whole um, channel is dedicated and by the way, monetized by by pointing out leaders <laughs> in different churches right. and tearing them down right. a, about a leader that you personally don't know right. Right. in a church that you've never been to. That's there's a difference between that and and you as a leader in your community when there's a wolf, you know, protecting your community from right. that wolf. Right. But uh man, you know, I just imagine that the world looks at that. People who aren't saved look at that and they go, I don't want a part of that. We're acting just like the rest of the world. Exactly. Who's, who's tearing each other down because we have these small little differences in ideology. You know, we should be a better example to the world. We should be we should be celebrating each other. We should be strengthening each other. We should be, you know, the Jesus said that that lost people will will know us by our love for one right, another. Right, right. And a lot of times it's not big differences. They're just, they're attacking each other by preference and, and so on. And I think we've right. got to learn to be for each other and to yeah. be for the pride and not the pride of life, but the pride, the pack, the, the team, the family. Yeah, we've got to be for that in a way that really right. helps everybody, uh, really helps everybody to win. Well, I'm looking at the clock and thinking we should probably wrap this up. I just want to say to our listeners, um, lead like a lion, love like a lion, live like a lion a little bit more right now. Don't let the world press you into a place of fearfulness, lack of confidence, because the lion of the tribe of Judah, Jesus Christ, is in you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You're under a lot of pressure right now. I know you are. I am too. But let's expand in this time. Let's not let fear make us smaller. Let's let the righteousness of Jesus make us bigger and stronger and more like him. Lead like a lion. Love like a lion. Get your team. Get your family Protect what you need to protect. Take care of and have confidence. Don't walk like you're a a guest in this world, like you're a visitor. Be at home wherever you are. Wherever you are, own the space. If God has called you to lead a church or lead a Sunday school group or lead a youth group or whatever you're leading, own it, man, because God puts you there and he didn't. It's no accident that you're there. 
I want you to own that calling that God has put you in. And don't rely on yourself. Rely on him who is the lion of the tribe of Judah within you. You can do this. You can lead. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be fearful. These are scary times, but use your voice. Love other people. Be the lamb at the right time. Sacrifice, suffer, do all that. But don't forget to be bold and strong and don't turn aside for anything. Know the authority and the power of the Lion of the tribe of Judah is on the inside of you. Hey everybody, do you have leadership questions or comments? If you do, email us at info at gccsj.com and let's connect. Your ideas may even shape future episodes of this podcast. Thank you for listening to the Gateway Leadership Podcast with David Canestracy, inspiring you to lead in every area of life. We'll be releasing a new episode every month, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next month.